Yes, now and welcome back to episode 75 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And this is our London Card Show Review. We'll be joined by a few special guests. And obviously there's a blaring difference as there's a certain person, no names mentioned, <laughs> who's normally on the episode, who was not uh, present at the London Card Show. He was uh, vacant, so we will be grilling him <laughs> next week. And if anyone has any questions you want to ask me, I will be grilling him like a like in trial at court, so we'll get <laughs> but we have a superb replacement. Obviously, a lot mm. of you recognize him from the series on the channel where we've been following since the beginning of the year. But Lewis, Mr. LGL Breaks, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, no, I'm very well, thank you. Happy to be on a, a wonderful episode, another one. And of course, the London Card Show uh, wrap up kind of show. Um, can't wait to talk about all the cards. So, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, we'll speak a lot more about this in today's episode. Yeah, I think it's a perfect way to start. Obviously, we always have the preview special, the London Card Show special. It's always nice to talk about it afterwards. And it, Harry was clear in what he was saying last week, and we were saying it as well, that it had an air of grey area going over the show after the criticism of last one. Um, and it really seems for me and you and what we're talking about now, but it was a very positive, everything was positive about it. I was When I was speaking to a lot of people there, I kind of, that's what I've done for a couple of hours on Saturday whilst I was there. We, both went to Saturday, so we was at the show Saturday and trade night Saturday night. But buy people were buying at good prices, people were selling at good prices. So, how did you think it went? Because it was quite, I would say, quite a significant London card show this one after how it went the last time. Yeah, of course, as you said last time, there's quite a bit of controversy with Pokemon or the prices or whatever it may be with vendors and the percentages. But I feel like this time there was kind of a lot of. Um, a lot on the line because people come to this one. If this one was the same as last one, they might go, look, I'm not really interested in it no more. But I feel like Harry's done a really good job on this one um, in terms of the balance between Pokemon and football. Um, I didn't I didn't look around and go Pokemon, Pokemon. I, I, I felt it was a very good balance. Very, very good balance. He sorted out perfectly. I don't think there should have been any more Pokemon or any more football. I feel like he had that spot on. Um, a lot of the vendors had much better pricing than last time as well. Um, last time I think I saw cards four or five times to come maybe they were still a little bit high this time but 10 times better than they were last time and a lot of dealers are quite open to doing deals as well um which of course is good so like i said that kind of percentage of pokemon to football is really good and of course pricing was a lot better at the car show as well yeah and i think that's a perfect topic to start on was pricing because it was a massive issue and obviously that's not down to the show at all it's obviously the vendors and the buyers at the same time but it seems like it was a very good price show in terms of, okay, there were some bits higher, but a lot of people had that room for negotiations, where in past, there was a bit more tight lip. There's a bit, say if it had 300 on it, they probably wouldn't do less than 275. When we show our pickups, we'll talk about our pickups in a bit, there, I had a deal where I got some good movement on prices. I know everyone was saying that, that it was good. It was a good buy in show. And I think that was down to the pricing as well. Um, obviously, normally it tends to be if you look over the four shows of the London Card Show, you get the one at the beginning of the year, April time, summertime, and then you're more the winter show. Normally, the summer one's quite quiet for buying, a lot of people going away, school holidays. But it seems to be the ad first this one. It seemed like there was a serious buying. I don't know if that was due to the nationals, everyone fear of missing out. But everyone I spoke to, and I'm going to ask the same question, but seemed to be picking up cards. I barely yeah. spoke to anyone who said, oh, no, I actually haven't picked up anything up, which is a really nice thing out of card show. Yeah, no, definitely. Of course, you want to go to a card show to be able to pick up a few cards, whether they be cheap, whether they be expensive. So like you said, I spoke to quite a few vendors myself as well, and they said, to be fair, selling-wise, they sold one of the best they've ever sold. And that was quite a few vendors as well. Um, like I picked up a few cards. Uh, I think last time I didn't really pick up that much, but this time I picked up a few decent little cards for my collection as well. Um, but like you said, pricing was better. Um, so like you said, uh, dealers been a lot more negotiable on prices as well. Yeah, and I think pricing is always a key one. And it's a very, thing, obviously, the dreaded C word that everyone uses, comps. It's That's always just a guide. But it seemed like people had looked at the prices of their cards before listing them up, and it that did go very well. And obviously, moving on now, I know we briefly mentioned it about TCG and Sport, but the actual... Layout of the shows obviously saying they're very restricted in terms of where everything goes. But like we were saying before, it didn't seem when I was walking around, where's the last time I was like, Pokemon, Pokemon, TCG? Yeah. It seemed like it really fought out quite well that you wouldn't really get more than four, three of the same one in the area, or you get little clusters, which is quite nice. So you knew what areas to go to. I thought it was really well laid out. 
and you didn't yeah. get overwhelmed at any point of a certain sports TCG or anything like that. Yeah, that, I think that's a great point because, like you said, the percentage was good, but it was also the layout. I don't think I walked around and saw kind of like 10 Pokemon tables all together. The, the layout was perfect. Um, so like I said, it, it also felt a lot better as you're walking around. You're walking around, there's, there's Pokemon, and you're walking the whole way around in the soccer as well. So it's not like a big cluster of just Pokemon or football where there's big groups of people in one area. It was all spread out, football everywhere, soccer everywhere. That's why I feel like as well percentage and the layout was pretty much perfect yeah obviously we don't know yet it's very early so i know harry briefly mentioned it last week on the show about trying to be bigger and better for the next one and i think the positivity coming out of the show is going to really boost that for the next show because like we say and harry was honest about it that when you do get that criticism it's you've got to take it in the right frame of mind they've done that now we've got to look forward to the november show which is meant to be bigger and better i don't know what that means at this time whether I know they're only using part of the room, not the full room. Maybe we go full room, which would be excellent to see. But like I said, there's room for growth there. And after this show, I thought it went down really well for everyone we spoke to. Um, and as well, not just vendors. Looking at that, the companies who come in, there was Ace Grading, there was Acora, whatnot. Futera was there as well. Um, and then a few other companies that I didn't really spend much time with, but I see their promo stuff. Uh, I think it was like HRO or something like that to do with uh, DC. But even seems like them, the businesses, like more of the sponsors, Tops, obviously, of course, being one of the major ones, actually put good effort into this one. Not like I said they didn't before, but really engage with the people walking around. I think that was another real big positive. Yeah, no, definitely. Some of these companies are the biggest in the UK as well. The likes of, of course, Tops being a massive one, whatnot. Um, Ace Grading is good to see. I'm not too sure if you can correct me if I'm wrong. Were they grading on site as well? I think they oh. were doing like the pre-grade kind of thing. Where I walk past and see the machine they was using. Like all I was saying, yeah. I want one of them for my room so I can look at my yeah. the detail. There was there was turning like the little pimples of the paper, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that uh, separates it on the cards from anything else. Um, it's really really good to see stuff like that um, at a London show, and hopefully in the future we get PSA gradings and on side out that'd be amazing but we can just see the levels that it's getting stepped up every time like you said hopefully the next plans can be a big a, a bigger venue or like you said that venue is not fully full yet we can make it a bit bigger again it still felt like the show was crowded a little bit uh, but that's just it's going to be like that with over three three and a half thousand people there on a the weekend with that venue um, and it can easily be bigger and bigger and bigger every single time it's just about taking it step by step yeah and i've got to say talking about the different sponsors i've got to say a massive thanks to whatnot for having the barista there because the yeah. two coffees really got me through the day at some yeah. that was just i thought it was such a nice touch because you got to do something different and it did bring people to their area but the, the coffee was very good and there was definitely a latte and an americana that was acquired at some point during the day to keep yeah, me I, think, I think we got in about 10 a.m you was like what not go to the barista straight away get the coffee in. I smelled the coffee I was like yeah I knew that was there I was like, straight out. but <laughs> that's what we like to see is these people these companies being engaging and I think that's definitely you see a lot more people like the spin wheels to win prizes I know Harry and the team had their own one as well as you come in you could win uh, t-shirts like actually one modeled by myself here uh, mm-hmm. I think there's mugs caps and other like different bits as well which is what we like to see because you see a lot of the nationals of not just freebies, but engaging in people. And I feel like that's one thing that maybe a couple of shows it wasn't really getting the benefit of, of engaging people into their stall show. Because I I think we're both agree on this, but we're not the biggest DC fans in the world. But in our, I've got three packs, I've got two free packs for in the goodie bag that when I arrived. And even that, looking at the cards, I kind of was like, oh, I quite like these. I have to do a bit more read up at it. And I think actually reading up a bit, you scan the QR code on the back and it, it all make, generates into a card online for you to keep. But there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks quite nice. A Mary, a Mary Bromfield. I'm not too sure who she is, but it's it's, it's a nice little touch that they, they, they threw in. It's a nice card. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like opening that pack. I was like, oh, actually, you know what? Not the biggest decent pack, but some of these stuff are nice. And I think if you scan the QR code online, you can actually upload it into your online account, which yeah. is a great one to see. And hopefully like there's more like that upcoming shows. They've done that, that particular store, done it very well. They had a whole little area, massive wheel, load of boxes. Always seems to be engaging there. I know Vault X done something very similar with pack battles, where you could win yeah. different bits. And 
I think that's one thing moving forward that I think everyone likes is the opportunity to engage with these companies. Obviously, Tops having their the special curated set, Showtime, Showcase, I always get the name mixed up. Showtime, um, yeah, I think it's Which, yeah. when I was lucky enough to be in the building helping the guys with Trade We Out set up, and as soon as VIP opened at half nine, every single person was queuing up at Tops for one of these boxes. Yeah. And it was a nice little touch that everyone knows that you can get you can get it in person, rip it straight away. Personally, yeah. I didn't rip one. I decided to go for women's knockout box instead from the guys at Soccer Card United. But it's just stuff like that. It's giving that bespoke uh, aspect of the show. Uh, the guys over at Okora had a limited edition London Card Show card, which I have in my uh, case behind me, which, not I say, not a big fan of TCG, but the artwork on the card is fantastic. And it's one of them cards I will keep. So... It was just a very good show in comparison to other ones. Um, I don't know how you found it. Obviously, it's always going to be busy. It was the first ever show that sold out Saturday and Sunday. Obviously, we weren't there Sunday, but it's very hard. And the one thing I've got to say, which is unlucky, was the weather. Because where the 1,500 people before, you probably had 100 to 200 people, maybe a bit more sitting outside or going up the road for a beer halfway through the show and forced inside, which probably made people buy more but did yeah. cut the space out unless people realised that if you went out the other doors, you could sit in the grandstand undercover. But I know what I meant yeah. about the weather didn't help, but it seems like we have reached capacity at 1,500 yeah. for the size it is at the moment and the size of the room. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you said, it's, the big thing is people wearing backpacks. Every time you're walking past, you're hitting them. I know you're, I know you're not a big fan of that. I'm just saying, um, it's lucky I'm six foot three and not like five foot three because I think I would have been hitting my head on stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but like you said, definitely reach capacity because um, we need that little bit of a bigger space. Not not drastically bigger. Like, I'm not too sure how much bigger that whole kind of room is uh, at Sandown. But say if it's an extra 20, 20%, that would be just perfect. It gives everyone a little bit more room. You could bring a few hundred people extra as well. And let's say we can get an extra 50 tables in. That's another step up for London, um, which of course would be great. And you move on to better and better. Yeah, and like we say, Obviously, that was the main show, which was fantastic. Before we talk about pickups and other bits of the day, obviously, trade night was the biggest trade night they've ever thrown on. I think I, I haven't got as that. And I will get an exact figure for next week's show just to update people from Harry. But I know the team were expecting between 400 and 450, which was a brilliant number. There was about seven rows of tables, uh, four chairs per table, and it seemed to be popping all the time. I've, I've got to admit, I was very tired at trade night. I, if anyone did see me, in the corner, I was helping the team out, but if anyone said I was near enough falling asleep, I could have done with what nots coffees then. But <laughs> I don't, obviously, from you actually walking around a bit more, I didn't really walk around too much. So, how did you find it looking around, seeing people's collections in comparison to the trade nights of previous shows? Yeah. So, firstly, the, I think the biggest thing that is different between US shows and UK shows is trade night. The trade night, I know it's a national, but it was still crazy. Everyone in America raised about the trade night. Even going back to the hotel, you've got a thousand people at a hotel sitting around and just trading. I think that's the, the biggest thing that is separate from the US and the UK that I think we really need to kind of work on. But nevertheless, it was still it was still a great trade night. I didn't personally make any trades, but I know Jason that I'll be on in a bit did actually make some trades. Um, sold a few cards as well. But a lot of people were open to kind of seeing your cards, seeing their cards. Before I felt like there was a lot of just just kind of people just setting up and selling kind of like as a, a vendor. But this time I felt like it was, it was quite good. A lot of people were open to trade. So a lot of trades go back and forth. Um, so overall, I think it was good. But I feel like we can still definitely, that trade night, make it a proper a proper big thing in the future. Yeah, so it's such a new like policy, really. for Not even policy, but just new procedure in the UK for trading. Obviously, it's still always more orientated towards the cash deal. But like I say, it's going to grow in time. You can see it. I remember the first trade night when it was in the room downstairs and it was probably 200 people, probably top yeah, Matt, in there. Yeah. And people were still very tentative then, but now you're looking at double the size, obviously in the bigger room, and it's growing in strength every show. And I feel people are realising that's when you can get a lot of deals done. Vendors come in, they can get deals done as well, which is fantastic. And obviously moving on to my next question for you, obviously, because you've got you've been in two perspectives really going to this London card show, obviously from your breaking side of it at whatnot, and obviously your single side whatnot, but also being a collector yourself. So talking actually from the breaking side of it, obviously looking around, looking at potential buying product or yeah. 
buying singles. How did you find that with it? Because I'm sure it's very different to going in there looking for your PC. Yeah, no, it was it was quite good to be fair. Um, I set up kind of like um a, a fairly pre deal. Like I didn't really see everything, but with Jonas JPR, a good friend of mine. Um, so I pretty much went straight up to him and just looked through all his uh, his case. He let's kept it on the side for me. I picked up around. 70 patches or 70 patches autos because that's personally what works for me and whatnot patches autos patch autos they work really well for me he said look he picked up a load from the national brought them to london was going to sell them at london but i said look hold them for me there i'll come and we'll make a little deal i made a deal i got about 60 70 patches autos uh nice obsidians and i literally sold them sunday night straight away and it went really well for me um so again next london instead of doing 60 hopefully i can pick up around 100 auto patches for the right price because like you said i'm going around looking for a personal collection looking for some cards that i personally want for my pc but also to buy and then do a little single sale and whatnot or whether that be buying wax or whatever it may be but singles that do really well like i said picked up 70 sold them literally the day after i could have i could have bought so many more but now i know the audience want it next time i go to london i'm flicking through them boxes auto patches and going to do another big deal yeah, obviously from a PC perspective, obviously we're going to talk about pickups in a second, but it seems to be a good range of stuff available. Sometimes, yeah. I felt like in the last one, there was quite a lot of high-end stuff, but it seems to be people, I think vendors are learning of every show that goes. It seems this time to me, there was a lot of, like I like say, pound, three pound, five pound boxes. Then obviously you had the showcases from anything from 10 pound slabs to like thousand pound slabs. And then you just had a whole range of sports and TCG. So it seemed like, Vendors are learning as well what to take to shows, what does well. And it's just a natural thing. And more shows people do, the more they learn the audience and the more that they actually grow and actually be able to benefit from learning the market at these shows. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I spoke to a few vendors myself. Um, again, we can't compare to America. America's massive. We cannot compare to it. The only thing I can say is at America, you have a lot more big deals, a thousand pound deals, 10,000, 5,000 pound deals flying off the window. In the UK, we're not that big. We're not that established to be able to do deals like that just yet. So people have told me what sells really well with the vendors, kind of like cars that range from one pound up to 150, 150 mark because people haven't got the big bulk to purchase. People might become a family. They might only want to spend 50, 60 quid. So they might see a few patches, four pound, five pound, and buy them ones. Them ones do fly off the shelf, but they're more expensive ones. The 500 pound card, 600 pound cards don't really sell too easily. You do have the few higher end people that will purchase them, but compared to American percentage, it's a lot lower. But like I said, they I've been told that 10 pound to 150 range do sell really well at the show. Yeah, I think that's like the general consensus I've gained as well. Like that is the optimal range of pricing. You might yeah. some people will do the big deals, or I feel always feel like once you get to the 200 pound area, a lot more people want to kind of do a part trade, part cash deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think it did go down really well. Like I said, a lot of vendors as well were very happy. Quite, I'd say, yeah. I'd say 99% of people even spoke to vendor wise, they literally said. Uh, we're looking forward as well to getting the tables next time. So yeah, I think there was a lot of people going in it with question marks saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to do the November one. I'm re I think that was a, quite a common thing people said was, see how it goes today. If it goes well, we'll be back. If not, we might yeah. not do it. But seems to go down really well, which is absolutely fantastic to hear. And obviously we'll yeah. talk a little bit, going our expectations going into it, because we was, like I think everyone was a bit, I mean, and are in what it was going to be like. It ended up for me being a very successful show, which we'll show in a minute. But is there anything like after seeing this show again that you'd like to see at the next one? Like, obviously, we can all dream of certain things, like get a play, like potential. Like, I know, like in the nationals, they get ex professionals or even current professionals down to do signings, yeah. which would be fantastic. But obviously, that's your hands are very tied with that kind of stuff. But is there anything you'd like to see at the next one, or something you could potentially you change yourself? Yeah, speaking of signs, I think when we walked out of the show, I think you asked me, like, what is one thing you would want? And I think I said to you, guest signings. I think that's a really, really big thing. Again, at the likes of the National, other shows, um, I can't, can't remember who was at the National, but it was maybe I think some baseball player. don't know who he is personally, but he was he was, he was signing. He was signing, you sit there and he signed everything. For, for people, football players or football, football fans, that's what we are. If like I think we can think of a random players, I know a legend, even someone like Daniel Sturridge, 
how wicked would that be for Daniel Sturridge to be sitting there signing autos? Everyone bring their Daniel Sturridge cards. John Terry off the top of my head. Mm. Bringing legends like that to a card show. That one only just want us to get signs that'll bring more people into it as well so i think that's a big thing definitely get signings um i'm trying to think maybe maybe what psa done maybe at the national you know when people were trying to put in their redemptions and they got like a box to kind of yeah. kind of pay them back for that i'm not too sure if that would work but the biggest thing personally like you mentioned guest signings i think it's a big thing that would kind of bring a lot more people to the show yeah i think we were talking about it obviously but if it does end up going down the line and they're expanding the room, obviously, I think there's some bits, obviously, still a bit tight in terms of space, but that's nothing down to um, the team. That's more just the actual restriction of the building at the moment. So hopefully if it does grow in size, I'd like we say, if people have literally packed their whole bedroom, kitchen sink and everything else into their backpacks, and you yeah. try and move past the backpack and it's just rock solid. I don't know if they actually just oh. put rocks into them, but yeah. if you turn at the wrong time, they will knock you out with them. So... Like saying, you know, no backpacks or, or like bring a side bag or something because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a bit frustrating at times. But like I say, that's another one that the space is optimized to its max. Um, I, I was lucky enough to give Harry uh, Harry a helping hand on Friday, set up the show, just like the tables and doing a bit of work there. But it was it was a all, like we're trying to work out to put everything in the right place for the optimal space, which was done. But obviously now potentially growing in size even more it'd be very interesting to see that but obviously there's only one place to go next and that is pickups before we get into another couple of subjects and it was a very successful show for myself looking at this stack of cards right here um and for once actually i've done a deal and when i showed a lot of people they actually went took back a bit a lot of especially the price tag on one of them but obviously as you're the guest we'll start you first um so just to let people know when you was going into the show was there anything particular you was looking for just so they know what kind of stuff you was looking there in case because if you don't have a certain thing they might be like all right there weren't much of that there yeah to be fair i wasn't looking for nothing in particular maybe mudrick everyone knows i collect mudrick i did pick up a out of 50 tops crime from harry um national exclusive but i've just sent after grading so that's not with me at the moment but i picked up that nice mudrick out of 50 tops crime um gold but that was the main thing I was looking for. I already had that preset up, so and I couldn't really find much more magic elsewhere. I think I saw one or two, but the prices for me was a little bit too high. So I was just going in looking for to broaden my connection. I said, uh, "Collection." I said to you, "Um, as as a kind of collector, I want to be able to have a lot more slabs. I just have a lot of magic. I collected Rodrigo in the past. I've kind of got rid of him now, but I had a lot of Rodrigo, a lot of magic. That's literally it. But I decided to kind of build my collection a bit more, even if it's not that much expensive stuff. First of all, I picked up a nice Jao Felix. This is the Neon Futures Aoki. It's about 99, PSA 9. Like I said, I want to bring... I've probably got about literally 10 studs in my collection. Literally nothing really at all. So this one was like 20 quid, so I thought, why not? So a nice little cheap slab added to a collection. Jao Felix 99. So I picked up that. I also ripped a national pack, which I got from Crypt at the card store as well. I got a Cody Rhodes, but I got also got a Dan Marino NFL legend. Well, you said he's a legend. I've never never heard of him before. Out of 99. And the other pickups was a William Gallas World Cup Auto um, International Inc. This is the green one. I'm not sure exactly what it's numbered to. But the biggest pickup that I did get was a card that I looked online. And when I saw it in person, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Oh, I drop it. And just... Yeah, mate. That, that was <laughs> Lucky gonna go on, I was gonna say that was gonna go on in Twitter can seconds before disaster. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, it is a Evan Ferguson rookie select tie-dye uh to 49. Comptonists are about 170 dollars. Uh picked up for 110. Can't complain, good price. Um, from the boy Gambles. Um saw me at a good deal. And yeah, they're the main pickups. Uh, I also opened actually a finest box and got a, a a Manuel pre-tool to 25 also. Um, and yeah, I've got a few other numbered as well. But I had a big pickup, spent about £200, but I also did get a, like I said, finest box, Showtime box, Showtime box. I didn't get nothing great in it, unfortunately. I just literally gave them away. Um, but yeah, they were my pickups at the show. Yeah, that was saying, the Evan Ferguson is a lovely one. Obviously, we'll, hopefully by the time we get to one of the episodes in the series review, the Mudrick hopefully would have popped and the viewers can see, obviously, who have no doubt when it does pop and you get in hand, you have it on your 
uh, Instagram page anyway. But PSA ten, yeah. Hope PSA ten would oh, that would look great that card, won't it? Especially for the PC. But yeah. I think there's only one place to start from me, and it's actually not a card to begin with. I um, I did order two custom stands from the absolute wonderful guys over at Third Down Displays. Um, I was waiting for them to come at the show, which I was very optimistic for, and I have them with me right here. Went for two, so I went for a red and a white one. I'll show you one up close. Obviously, got my RP Trading Cards logo on there, and then obviously for people who don't know, because now I've expanded a lot of my, basically focusing my collection on the women's game, I've gone for a Beth Mead, Leah Williamson, Freedom Mornham on there. I just think these are absolutely superb, and obviously I'm such a good plug at this that I actually can go straight into it. If anyone does want these stats, I think they're very, very well priced. I'm not just saying it um, because I've got them here. I've, I've paid £9 for these each, and Nine pound with uh, the discount code TTP. I think is a bargain for these custom stands. Um, Nine pound is ridiculous. Yeah. If anyone watching this isn't yeah. getting one, yeah, you're not going to get no cheaper elsewhere. The best quality on the market, um, in the UK scene, mate. You've got to check out Third Down. I got mine as well from Third Down. I got these ones here, LGL. Mate, you've got to go to Third Down for nine pound for for a display to, to display your cards. Yeah, I have five of them now. I've got two top-loaded podcast ones, a London Card Show one, and now obviously that. But now I've seen the new printer in action. Um, obviously named Harry after the famous guy who buys all the slab mags. Um, <laughs> it's it's a game changer. Like you can literally put anything you want on these stands, and I will be going back in the near future to order some more, some more players on it. It just shows off the collection so much better. And obviously. They will come to it. There is a very nice time between them stands and uh, a certain card I did purchase, but I have to start with this one. And lucky enough for me, uh, my good friend Greg, he uh, come over to me once I was near enough falling asleep in the corner at trade night and he showed me some Arsenal cards. And funny enough, I got a white Sparco Nacho Monreal uh, off of El Toro, who you'll see later on. He uh, had it in his USPO box for me, but he come up with a purple. And I was like, oh, I might buy that off you, but very thankfully he did a. Uh, Give Alan free so massive thank you to Greg for that one. It will go in my collection. I might even try and start up a little natural memory. I've got his gold uh, chrome, which the is right here. Right here, right here, gold chrome auto from the Sociedad set. So I might get the white sparkle graded as well. And it'd just be nice to have next to each other in the PC. But moving on, obviously now everyone's going to see my focus of the PC because the rest of it was thankfully asking women's stuff. And obviously, this is Harry himself, the main guy from London Card Show, at Beth Mead, Merlin, 98 Heritage to 99. I just think these are a fantastic looking card. I'm going to try and pick up some more of the parallels of these, but the profile pictures design is just, I think, one of the best ones. Uh, so that was a very nice uh, pickup. And then, thankfully for me, All-Star Collector, one of my good friends, a fellow Ask Collector, I was outside getting some fresh air, and he came over to me and said, oh, have you seen this store? It's got a Steph Cappy card to 99. They actually hid within other cars to try and not let someone else buy it before I got over to it. So I did pick up this lovely Steph Cat. Obviously, actually, her Australian team did progress today of filming through to the quarterfinal. So congratulations, Australia. But uh, to 99 Chrome, this was £7.50, which uh, I, I didn't even want to barter on the price. I said, yeah, that's a fair price. It normally goes between 10 and 12 So that's yeah. another one. And then one of my favourite pickups, and obviously we heard from the lovely guys over at She Scores Cards, a couple of weeks ago about a deal I had lined up and finally I had possession of this card. So massive thank you for Tara and the team. I did pick up the Katie McCabe case hit from the first Chrome Fierce, which was her only card. It's only her only rookie card as well. She had um, stickers as well, but this is her only rookie card. It's just a, a fantastic looking card. So that was my first deal of the day. That was a £30 deal, which, yeah, again, I was so grateful to get that deal done. That set the precedent for the day of Right, I'm going to get some deals done, and then come to, my, big deal, yeah. come to my biggest deal I've ever done. It was a. It started off of a one card deal to a two card deal, to a three card deal. So starting off first in the Gemmin Ten bundle, as I've got it, we have here a Lena Hertig, obviously now well more known after scoring the winning penalty to not USA at the Women's World Cup. Obviously rookie from the first Chrome obviously 21, 22 to 99 Gemmin Ten, which. Uh, she's actually in the Arsenal colours in this year's Chrome, but to get her rookie and then literally the next day score such a big penalty, I was like, oh my God, this is an unbelievable time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then also, Arsenal did sign another player this year uh, from Benfica, uh, named Chloe Lassas, uh, plays for Canada as well at the Women's World Cup, picked up her gold refractor, obviously this is to 50, Gem Mint 10 again. So 
I'm thinking this is a very good little bundle. And then I've got to say, this is up there with my favourite cars. It's one of my two favourite women's cars I own now. Um, I picked up this absolute beauty, which is a F me orange wave refractor. Uh, for people who are watching, it's 12 of 25, Chen Mint 10. Um, yeah. Funny enough, and Lewis will back me up on this, we was in the pub, Morton on Tens with Trade We guys, uh, Martin Card Sales, and obviously El Toro as well. And I literally turned around and said, one of my dream cars to pick up tomorrow would be an Orange Wave, Beth Mead or Leah Williamson. Yeah. And I've walked out with a Gem Mint 10. Only four hours later. Uh, I still can't believe it. It's one of them. I keep looking at the card. And um, yeah. so the deal, um, the Beth Mead was listed at 225. The Chloe Lassas was listed at 80 and the Lena Hurtig 25. And we ended up coming to a bundle deal of the £220 mark, which I'm over the moon for. I really wanted the Beth Mead. We were slightly out on deal on that. So I thought when you work into a bundle, you get some good deals. So I ended up working about the 170 area for the Beth Mead, which uh, there, yeah. I think there's a raw comp at about $50 to $60 recently. But being in a Gem Mint 10, you can do anything from three to five times. So that is not going anywhere. And yeah, it's just a very successful uh, London card. That card now top three in the PC. I think it has to be. There's it's a, yeah. it's a tough competition in there, but especially now yeah. with my focus shifting towards the women's side of it, it's definitely top two in the women's side. Yeah. Um, top, probably, yeah, top. It's just a great card aesthetically. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, and I think it's going to, so as of when recording this, it should be on my Instagram page today, so Tuesday. Um, I don't really want to show anyone else, but it's <laughs> that's a nice card that it, it's um yeah it's one of them that I've always wanted. I've got a few other I've got two other orange wave Arsenal cards, and to get one of the most iconic yeah. uh, England women's players of the Euros wins and obviously Arsenal, it's a massive bonus. So it's been it was such a successful day for me pickup wise, which I'm not always the biggest pickups, but I've, we always do this. Obviously, we'd be talking to Jason off, but always rate the show. Um, we was doing it on the train back and I like to split, I was thinking about it, splitting it up into three areas. So the cards, what are available, uh, the prices of tables, and then your overall experience of the show. So if we start at cards that were available, obviously you can do PC if you want, but it's probably best like overall just because everyone's got a different PC. So I don't know where you start from what, like what cards were available. You'd say cards that were available. I think there was quite a decent, a decent amount. I don't think, I walked around and didn't see a player that is a name that everybody wants. Sometimes you might go around and you go, you're looking for Pedri, so you don't see a Pedri, but there was loads, there were loads of everyone. I think cars that are available, I don't think it was, there was nothing wrong. We could say a solid eight and a half, nine. There was quite, like you said as well, women's soccer was there, which a lot of people were looking for, stuff that weren't there at the last show. Um, so a lot of stuff was getting added, um, which is great. So I think eight and a half, nine. Really, no complaints to be fair. I'm not too sure what else they can add, but definitely still leave a bit of room for improvement. No, but yeah. eight and a half nine, solid. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm very close with you now. I was going to give it an eight. Like I say, it's, it's a big improvement from the last time. Uh, maybe some more, like, um, all I could think of, maybe your flick through boxes, maybe a few more of them. Even though there was a good amount, a lot of it was more showcase related. I know guys at Trade, we had flick throughs, uh, LVW cards had flick throughs, and a few other guys as well. Um, but like maybe a few more flip throughs, but that's me being very, very picky. Um, in terms of pricing, I'll start with pricing. I like to say, I think it's again, it was a lot better than the last show in April. Um, and prices, some, some were still high, but that's always natural. So I'm going to give it an 8.5 on pricing. Uh, obviously, I still think there's a bit of a way to go on something. Some of the real higher items were very expensive, like had a bit of a markup. But all round, I think a lot of the vendors, why I've bumped up a bit more is just because a lot of the vendors had that wiggle room as well, knowing that they might be a bit off comp, so they're willing to do a deal. Yeah, I'd say I'd say seven and a half, which I still think is great for a show at seven and a half. Because last show, I reckon, was five to six. It, it, unfortunately, not not the show's fault. It was just, the, obviously, vendors pricing a bit too high. But this show, to go in an extra two, two and a half pointers, seven and a half, I think is great. And there's only room for improvement. I think next show will be even better. Yeah, 100%. And like we say, now our last grade, obviously, I'll let you start with this one. Your overall experience at the show, obviously, for us, it was the Saturday. So, obviously, the Saturday day and trade night. 
yeah, um, I feel like the show was a solid eight, a solid eight, which is which is very positive. A solid eight, which is of course above average. It's a good show. Um, I'm very happy with it. Like I said, the card selection was good. Prices were decent. Um, the layout was good. The percentage from TCG to sports was good. Um, the only thing personally, which I think can put it from the eight to maybe a nine, is a little bit more space, which is again just making the the the, the show bigger, which we can eventually go ahead and do. Um, but I think eight is very solid. In it, right? in my opinion, I was I was enjoying the show. Yeah, like we say, I think space is one, and like we say, it's better to have not enough space than too much space and be a load of empty gaps. But like I say. I think we scored it very similarly when we were talking about this on the train and the walk, walk back to um, Escher Station. But yeah, I scored it an eight as well. The improvement on the last one was significant. It always helps when you come out with good pickups. Like yeah. if I walked out, probably no women's cards. I probably would have said six. But even then, it wouldn't have been fair on the show because it's not the show's fault that I've got such a narrow BC. So That's yeah, if we eight, don't base if we but, don't base it on pickups just as a show, yeah. then it's it's a it's a solid show. Yeah. Based on pickups, then it might push it up a little bit because you're going to walk away a bit more happier because of what you picked up or what you haven't picked up. You might drop it a bit. But if we just all look at it as a show, take away the pickups, it was a very solid show. Yeah, like we say, we're, I think now it's the last weekend in November, I believe it is Black Friday weekend, the next show, uh, two days again at Sandland Racecourse. I would say, uh, I believe the tables are going on within the next few weeks. I think I heard Harry mention at the show so, obviously, if you are looking to vend it out and obviously look out for more ticket information and show information, I do recommend everyone head over to the London Card Show Instagram page and obviously Arizona as well, UK Sports Card Collector for all the latest information, but definitely the London Card Show because they will no doubt have media and different stuff coming out from the last show if you wanted to see anything that you missed out on. But like I say, it was a very, very good show. We're looking forward to the next one. And before I introduce the next guest, obviously, El Toro Cards, who... We are definitely not going to stitch up and say what he remembered that he left at the show when we got to Waterloo Station. But uh, we will be talking about his big mishap. And lucky enough, he had the day saved by someone. All we can say is he left a whole box of cards sitting at trade night. So, not you, but let's say that, yeah. And he didn't realize until he was leaving Sainsbury's at Waterloo Station. So, not too late, just about an hour and a bit afterwards. Yeah, just about an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, not like he was walking around with a literal cardboard box. And I'm not sure how you can forget that, but yeah. I would say we've all forgot stuff in the past, so I will be grilling him and that in about five minutes' time. But like we say, Lewis, thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, no doubt, it won't be in not too long you'll be rejoining us yeah. about the series of all the latest cards pulled and everything else, because I know there's been some big pulls, especially a nice Martin Odegaard Peacock, which is sitting right behind me. And another, but, and another one of one, but we'll speak more on that on, yeah. on the next episode. And no doubt there'll be a lot more big pulls. But like we say, thank you for joining us on our London Card Show review. And no doubt uh, when it comes to the next show and any other shows in between that we talk about, but obviously the London Card Show, we will be getting you back on. And obviously, good luck with all the breaking, buying, and good luck with the Mudrick in PSA. And we're hoping for it comes back a gem in 10 for you, my friend. Yeah, if they come back gem in 10 before the show, then I'm going to... And when Mudrick scores 15 goals before January, I'm going to be a, a very happy man. Yeah, he'll be walking around the next London car show with all the designer gear. <laughs> like that. We know what he's going to be walking around like. But like we say, uh, obviously now we will be joined by Mr. El Toro, obviously Jason, to talk all things London card show, trade night, creating content from the show, but most importantly, leaving a whole box of cards behind. But until next time, until next episode for you, which is in a not too distant future, we'll catch you soon. And yes. welcome back to the second part of the London Card Show review. And obviously, joining for back-to-back weeks is now becoming a regular, the man himself. Jason, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all good. Thank you for having me on the millionth time. You know, I can't complain. Being on the best podcast in the UK, so why not? I appreciate the guy. Well, obviously, before we talk about uh, the actual show itself and trade night, how you found it, um, we did allude to it at the end of the last segment, but when we talk about tips and tricks about what to do and not to do at card shows, um, I think you committed the cardinal sin of uh, leaving a box of cards behind. I didn't mention it, but um, yeah, unfortunately. So I thought, why not? I'm not going to take a case as I think it's too heavy. And I'm, you know, I stick by that. I'm happy I didn't bring a case, but I think 
Um, I had obviously just a you know backpack and I put my um little box in there and then you know doing deals whatever um trade night came along obviously you taking your box out to show multiple cars to sell or trade and um yeah I was I think I was literally at Waterloo station with obviously you running the Lewis LGL brakes and I get a text from grassroots cards and he was like you forgot your box I'm like what he said yeah you forgot your your box of cars I'm like what and he showed me a video of actually all the slabs are left and I don't get me wrong I think I had some on me that uh, I put in my bag separately so I've got my Ramos Auto I've got my uh, Nico Williams Gala so they're the most important ones but I was like what the hell <laughs> so he's getting it shipped out I just want to say a massive thank you to him um and he sort of a deal out with him or something because yeah you know it's about there's a few hundred quid in there that I've, I've basically nearly lost so, yeah, well, like I say, lucky enough, it fell into good hands, and you're... well, yeah, that yeah, and as well, rarely case as well. So he missed me as well. So yeah, no, no, it's great to hear that it's all sorted out. But obviously, now focusing our attentions over to the actual show itself. Obviously, we was in the same thing of, I know you mentioned it prior to it that you're collecting. We take the mick a little bit about how many pieces you have, but what you're actually buying now is so niche. It, it's a bit like me. I'm improving. I'm improving. Yeah, you're, I'm a better you're man. Taking steps in the positive direction. Yeah. Um, Change. Bit like me with like women's that is so narrow that you you could easily go to a show and find nothing at all. Well, yeah. So obviously, how first before we look about pickups, how did it feel going into a show actually sticking towards like only buying certain things? Because no doubt in the past you were swayed and bought other items that maybe yeah. weren't fitting the PC at the time. Yeah, well, last uh, London card show, I went in there, didn't buy anything for an... I think, I don't know if it was that show, but I didn't buy anything for an hour. And then I started buying Benzema Treble, which is literally not in my PC or normal pickups that I'd make. Um, but yeah, no, this this time I think I've done quite good. Um, didn't sway from the normal PC. I did pick up some things that I don't obviously PC exactly. So obviously one of the pickups I made was a Nico Williams, but... I do have some of his stuff, so it, it and he's obviously Spanish, so it, it makes it a bit better. It's not like you know I'm buying you know Bruno Fernandez, you know it's it's not totally different. But I think I've done well this time. I uh, managed myself, um, but yeah, look, there wasn't much for me personally. Uh, obviously, being Ramos vintage, it's quite a small a niche basically. There was a few vintage tables, but as I said in my video on YouTube, shout out the video. Um, uh, yeah, there was there was obviously JoJo JMS. He had a few, a few um, vintage. Some stuff I actually did like. Um, I should have picked up. I probably regret uh, not picking up some stuff there. And there was another table which was more pre-war English. So you got your Dixie Dean, Butchams, your um, Merediths. You got and they, don't get me wrong, they're about you know one, two, three thousand pound cards, which is not in my budget. But I think yeah, for what I was looking for, there was a few tables in what I had. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a lot of competition. There was a few Ramos collectors there, so I had to try snipe some of the deals before they see them. Yeah, so obviously now if we turn our attention, I've done the same thing with Lewis earlier myself. We were sort of looking at different aspects of the show. Uh, actually, we'll start with like the layout of the show. Obviously, it was very similar. There's some minor changes, but very similar yeah. to the last one. And it felt uh, very crowded at the last one. Obviously, that's the one in April. Now that's one in August. How did you find it in terms of layout and how it was? Because I personally, I thought with the weather outside, more people being inside, that it was actually that handled and actually set up very yeah. well. No, I understand. Obviously, the weather wasn't on our side. It was a little bit of thunder as well, but that didn't stop me going outside. But um, yeah, just walking around, it was, don't get me wrong, I think it was a bit tight. Obviously, I'm a bigger person. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, you know, six pack glory, everything. But no, getting through was getting through obviously like lanes and all that. It wasn't that bad compared to the last car, I admit. It was very packed. And obviously, you know, they both sold sold out on the Saturday for both events. So it's the same exact people. And obviously the weather's not amazing. So, you know, there's only going to be like 10, 20 people outside maximum. So most of them will be inside. So I'll say there was it felt like there was a bit more space. Don't get me wrong. There was still a lot of people, you know, got a lot of people with massive backpacks, cases. So it doesn't help. But I felt like from last London car show to this one, there was a bit more room to work with and, you know, say, I don't know, make a deal with someone not getting, you know, shoved around, you know, chokeslammed by someone. But yeah, no, it, it, I think flooring wise, it was, yeah, it, it was a lot better. It was a lot better. 
Yeah, and obviously moving on to the next bit now, actually talking about vendors in general, but not talking about like the companies that went along, like what not talked about actual yeah. vendors. It seemed like the pricing was a lot better this time. There's a lot more leeway of prices. Did you find that the same? Because I think that's quite a unanimous conclusion that I've got from yeah. talking to people that it was a much better price show, not just for the buyer, but for the seller as well. Compared to last time, it was a lot better. Don't get me wrong, I think there's still obviously some people quite high in prices, some people a bit low, whatever, but that's going to happen. You know, everyone's not going to have perfect prices, perfect comps. A lot, a lot of sellers, what I spoke to, they said they literally comped. So obviously Saturday is a car show. They comped on the Thursday or the Friday. So you've got the latest comp and, you know, recent sold that you can actually have on the card. Uh, but yeah, compared to last show, it was it was a lot better, a lot better. And obviously, I think most people willing to come down a bit or just meet you, you know, work with you instead of saying no, that's that price, that's that price, don't care, whatever, go away from me. Um, like you know, I haven't had that before, but if, yeah, it might happen one day. But yeah, with pricing, I think there was obviously some tables that I think you know that still stuck to their obviously um, prices and they didn't want to move, which is obviously understandable. You know, if you're in it for a certain amount of card and you don't want to make a loss on it, they're going to stick to it. Unfortunately, it's a bit annoying sometimes. But I think, yeah, overall, I think it was a lot better. I think, obviously, you know, spacing for the show was a lot better. People doing their prices. And as I said as well, you know, Harry, obviously, the runner of the show, uh, the runner of the show, yeah, he can't sell to people. That's your prices. It's not him. It's the actual vendor who are selling their cards. Uh, but speaking to a couple vendors as well, like uh, Dan, obviously Sports Cards UK, he said a lot of the cards that went is, you know, are you cheaper cards? You're, you know, you're five, you're 10, you're 15, you're 20. I think that's always going to happen. And I think he said for the higher end slabs, they were just staying there. And I think not a lot of people have a lot of money to bring to the show. There's obviously certain, but I think it was more of the five, 10, 20 pound deals. Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that. I think like the optimal pricing on a card that does work like there's like between the zero and a hundred, 150 pound mark. They're oh, yeah, ones, yeah. They're the ones you see moving a lot often. Obviously, there might be the one, two buyers that are going in there potentially going to spend a thousand, thousand and a bit. Well, I think, I think I saw someone buy, I don't know if they bought or traded, but the messy one of one from the Don reset, one, I think 20, 2016 or 17. So, yeah, obviously, that's a big card. There are, don't get me wrong, some big cards that are moving on, but as you said, yeah, most of them, you know, from zero to 100 to 150 pounds. Yeah, 100%. And then obviously now moving on to the actual, more of the sponsors who are there, more of not vendors, say tops, whatnot, HRO, stuff like that. Do you feel, I felt like this time they were a lot more engaging, these companies, obviously whatnot had their massive area again, but it seemed like they was really taking on engaging with the people, whereas before sometimes they might have seemed a bit, not off, but a bit distant, but it's nice to yeah. see them getting involved, like what we see at the Nationals, of them putting stuff on, spin wheels and stuff like that. It seemed like it was a much more engaging show from them as well this time. Yeah, no, 100%. I think with whatnot, obviously, I, I don't stream or anything. I've got nothing to do with whatnot. Obviously, the only thing I do with whatnot is buy. Or, um, but yeah, just going over there, there was a lot of people over there. Obviously, I believe you, Ronnie, you got you know your free coffee. Yeah. Can't complain. I don't like coffee, so I didn't, I didn't do that. But um, yeah, a lot of people, I think they were more engaging. I think they were... They have their like their little spin wheel that you can win prizes. I think that's obviously more engaging. You had um who else you have? You obviously I don't collect Pokemon or TCG, but you had Ace Grade in there. They obviously I don't know if I don't I think they uh, explained how they do uh done grading some people when I was walking past. Um who else do you have? You had quite quite a few. Um obviously I think on trade night there was PSA. Um Obviously, I think they just sponsored the show. I don't think they were doing actually anything at the show, but hopefully moving forward, um, PSA or Beckett or SGC, 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 God, I can't speak. Um, one of them, American, or even CSG, obviously they've gone with CGC. Um, hopefully maybe they can come to the UK and maybe do, I know it's a bit far-fetched, but maybe do some on-site grading or so, something like that that could actually, you know, change the uk hobby in general because i think that would be massive no i just agree with you i think that's one thing that me and lewis were talking about and a lot of other people as well at the show is would the dream of a lot of people would be able yeah. to you could take a card obviously it won't be your 20 pound a card items no. but if it was <laughs> degrading in the future even if it was a high-end card you could get down for 100 or 120 people would be 
like that because you can get it back the same day at the show or even the next day at the show if you're there. Then you can try and move it on straight away, or then you don't have to worry about shipping it all the way back. So the money you're well, saving yeah, or shipping it, even, if you're going to do it, you can get it graded. Yeah, or even getting damaged. I think. Um, I know it sounds really like you probably think I'm stupid, but not a lot of people probably still know, don't know PSA or SGC. Or if you know if SGC came along, you know, oh, what's SGC? Oh, let me use them in the company. And it, you know, uh, nine times out of ten, everyone knows PSA. But you know, for people that don't, it's you know something for them. No, definitely. I think that's obviously we're going to talk in a in a minute about what we'd like to see in the future shows, and I think that's going to be unanimous for one is some sort yeah. of on-site grading. But obviously now. We're going to briefly look at what like what you picked up before we talk about the actual trade nights and other bits like that. Because I know, obviously, trade night, you are quite active normally at trade nights buying and selling, which is going to be a different perspective because yeah. I was falling asleep in the corner and Lewis was pretty No, much, I couldn't find you. <laughs> I was literally asleep in the corner. So, so if we actually talk about your pickups now. So, obviously, last week on the preview, you said you was going to be looking for Sergio Ramos for one. You're going to be looking at vintage, but in particular, definitely Paco Hento. Um, so, yeah, did you end up picking anything that you managed to tick off your list, or are we going to do? Tr- uh, if like we do the, the main show, show first, okay. So I went way off schedule on that one. I didn't pick up any Paco Hento at the show, um, which is I a didn't... very niche item yeah. that you potentially there could was... never find anyway. Uh, Sergio Ramos, I tried to look for. There was one, I think, uh, BHA cars. Obviously, Ben Hatley had a flawless out of five auto Ramos, like that's the dream, but yeah, didn't get that. There was a few cheap ones that I thought, I don't know, like with Ramos, there was you know, some that is you know, Ramos tops chrome out of 199. For me personally, I'd rather just pick up the out of 99, or obviously, if I'm doing the rainbow, I'll get everything, but. The first one I picked up was this one. I probably you could probably see is a Nico Williams out of ten XR gold. Um, obviously a player that I've been collecting a bit. Young, really, really young, good player. Um, he's gonna. I think his contract expires next year. I think Barcelona are in the running to get him. I think he was linked to Liverpool before, so he's got. He's a very good player. Obviously, brother with Inaki Williams. Uh, so I picked that off a of black and amber cards. I think I got it for forty quid. Can't complain. There weren't really any comps on it, so it's a bit annoying. Uh, and then the next one. So I only picked up two cards at the actual show. And the next one is this Davavia Auto. So I think he's just so underrated. I think, honestly, you might think say it's a bit over the, uh, over the edge or whatever, but I think he honestly changed the game and the way his position actually worked. I think he changed it uh, in, the, in the world of football. But yeah, Auto out of 49, which is even better, and number 22, my lucky number. Um, got that in a PSA 9, Auto 9, which is a bit annoying, but can't complain there. Got that from Rarely Cased. I was going to do a deal with him before with this card, but I think it fell through. So he said to me, do you want to do 50? I said to him, look, I was going to do the deal last time. It fell through. I felt bad. So I'll do you 60. That, and that's what we agreed on uh, on the Instagram deal 60. So I've done that. And I think that's all I picked up. There's a few that caught my eye, but it was just like nervous to pull the trigger. I think there was a Bobby Moore, Calcio Torre, 1968-1969 Panini, um, PSA 6 for 30 quid. I think it was a really good price, but I didn't get them at the end, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, so obviously now moving attention over to trade night, and from previous shows, I know you've always been doing deals at trade night, not just always buying, but selling and trading all in general. So before we look at your actual pickups, how did you find trade night? Because my perspective is very much different to yours because I was gone. <laughs> you didn't see anything. Your eyes were closed. <laughs> um, no, so trade night, yeah, it was all right. I think, to be honest, I think it's probably my best trade night. I'll probably say first or second best just because um, I think the environment was still good. Everyone's talking. Uh, I think a lot of people this time were into trading. So I know it's really like, well, it's trade night. Obviously, they're going to be trading. But a lot of people willing to trade and not just sell. And obviously get money, which was quite good uh, compared to the other shows. I think that's obviously on the rise. Um, obviously, there's a lot of good people out there at the trade night. Obviously, left my box there, so there's a lot of good people there. So don't if you lose your box, there's a lot of people that you know are good there. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of different stuff really. There was a lot, lot of high end. There was a lot of low end. Obviously, a lot of Pokemon TCG. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was very good. I think I sold a few things. I sold one card actually at trade night, which is quite good. So, 
Yeah, so the overall experience and really well for you getting involved in all that. And I think Trade Night's one of them that it's maturing every time that it's put on at the London Card Show. People are getting more involved, obviously. I think we were led to believe it was between 400 and 450 people at Trade Night, which oh, wow. is a lot different to the first one where I think it was around the 150, 200 area. So I was feel it? like every show that comes, the number's going to increase, the more deals are going to be done. So obviously now looking at your actual pickups from Trade Night, uh, so I, there's a certain card I'm waiting here to see, and I know the people are as well. So let's have a look at what you managed to uh, pick up at Trade Night. Well, I don't know what that card is, but no. So the first one I actually was actually a, um, I actually sold a card. So it was a um, Lionel Messi Topps Chrome 2018 variation. Um, honestly, one of my favourite cards in my collection, but it was just it wasn't gradable. It wasn't you know worth and grading. It'll probably get like an I believe a seven eight, which I'd rather just buy a raw one that's actually in good condition or um, obviously graded PSA nine or ten. I sold that to obviously. Uh, grassroots car, uh, cars josh got a good deal out of that um so the first one wasn't actually a pickup someone gifted it to me which is quite cool um he's literally changed his name yesterday on instagram so i'll do his old name i think it's uk underscore baller underscore cards um he's a viewer of the channel so he's um obviously he knows who i collect paco hento and he gave me this one so i've people think i've got this one already which I do, but I don't. So there's two variations. You've got the Italian and the Brazilian version. I've got the Brazilian version uh, here. Obviously, it's in a slab. And the difference between both of them is they got the number there. Um, the way they're written is is different. The backs, there's nothing, no no writing on the back. So I got that for free. I was, I'll give you money. For, I, don't, I don't mind. Like, and he was like, no, 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 no. And I'll say, I'll buy you something. In the end, I didn't. So I need to find him something. Maybe the next London card show or something like that. And the next one was my last one is probably my favourite pickup of the show is this one here. So Sergio Ramos, PSA 9, which is obviously pop two, none higher. So there's no 10s, obviously 2014 being a hard set to grade. Uh, purple out of 99. So that's nice. Uh, numbered four out of 99, obviously. I didn't notice, but LGL pointed out that it's his round number uh, and his PSG number, which was flew out of my head. I, I didn't even know that, but yeah, really, really nice pickup. Got that from Panini Collector, and I believe, yeah, that was the last pickup of the show. I'm happy I got that in. Uh, tried to do a bit of negotiating, but it wouldn't work, so I just gave him full price what he wanted. So, yeah, so yeah. obviously, it was a successful show for you picking up some nice items. Like I say, it's, it's another testament to the community, like someone coming up and giving you a card for your PC. It's not, oh, it's, I was, I was honestly shocked. I think yeah. it's like last London card show, I was talking to a guy. And he said, oh, who do you collect? I said, Sergio Ramos. And he said, oh, I've got this. Do you want it? I was like, oh, okay. But it, it was just so random. I think even Dan, uh, Sports Cards UK, he gifted me a Ramos for the PC as well. It's like, it's it's nice to like for people to know who you collect and they look out for you if they got a card of. It's really nice and, yeah, surprising. Yeah, it's a lovely time. So obviously now looking at the show overall, with me and Lewis Rady in three different aspects, which was the actual show itself overall, uh, the the actual pickups obviously depends on the person, but then oh, yeah. also the pricing at the show. So if we start uh, the pricing at the show, how did you think on average so out of ten that stuff was priced up? Um, it's a bit of a weird one. I would say ninety five percent of people had good price. Obviously TCG, I I don't know price. I didn't look, so that could they could be overpriced or underpriced. I'm not too sure, but with sports well f soccer football in general i thought it was reasonably priced looking at um some tables yeah i think everything was reasonably priced i wouldn't say obviously as i said there'll be some tables that you know you know going from 2020 comps and obviously you can't do that um but you know mo i would say probably like an 8.5 out of 10 i think i think that's a good rating uh obviously not everything's perfect that's why i don't give anything a 10 only my looks um but yeah no I think I think an eight point five and nine was would be reasonable. Yeah, and now um, what? Like obviously, everyone is different in terms of this, but overall, like the stuff what was on offer for, like especially we look at the sports industry, especially it's yeah, soccer yeah. mainly. So obviously, sometimes there's not a load of range of high and low end, and everything. so, how would you rate that out of ten? I think me and Lewis scored it around a seven point five eight mark. So how did you find it in terms what, of... What, for, um, like, there being high-end and low-end? Yeah, what's, like, overall availability of cards for people to look at? I think availability, yeah, that 
obviously when you want to go when you go to a show even though you can't afford it you want to see the big cards you want to see what's on show like you know it's nice when you see a one-on-one messi or ronaldo uh on off i would say i'd say there's a good range of cards obviously um there's going to be a lot of you know your garnachos your Kavichas, your Mudricks, and then your Messi, Ronaldo, your big players. But there was a lot of, you know, um, plays that, you know, that a lot of people tend to PC, like there's a lot of Premier League players and, yeah, I've got no players in my head at the moment. But there was, I would say there was a good range of high-high-end. I think there could have been more high-end. I would rather there be more high-end. Obviously, I'm not going to buy it, but it would have been nice. I know, uh, obviously, I mentioned the Messi one-of-one was there. I believe there was an immaculate uh, there was a lot of actually people doing obviously wax openings, and I saw, uh, was it, uh, yeah, J- uh, JVW? He pulled the one of one Ronaldo, wasn't it? Was it Dan? Zidane Chronicle? Chronicle? Yeah, oh, well, the one of one has been pulled of Ronaldo, and it's like there was a lot of cards being pulled, but I think on show, I think they could have been more high end, but I think in general, it was a good show for that, I, yeah. And then overall, so the overall show rating out of 10. Obviously, it was quite a uh, big show for the London Car Show coming off the criticism of their April show. Yeah. So how would you score it out of 10 for that? The overall overall whole experience. Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Um, uh, overall experience, if I had to include pickups, I would put it down a bit just because there wasn't a lot for me, but that's obviously not their fault. It's, you know, it's, it's not the vendor's fault. It's not Harry's fault. It's not the team's fault. It's just obviously what I... You know, prefer to get, but I think overall, if I had to put, I'll put a strong eight point five. I wouldn't put nine just because I don't know. The only problem is, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, what went bad? I can't really name anything. Obviously, me not picking up stuff, but that's not it's not anyone's fault. It's my fault. Um, but yeah, I'll probably say an eight point five. What did you and Lewis rate it? Yeah, we scored it very similar in the eight. Yeah, five area. I would say eight point five. Honestly, not obviously no hate, but I wouldn't say it's the best show personally. I think uh, if I had to include pickups, I've I've had two or three better shows, but I'll probably say this is one of the better ones. Like with obviously floor planning and everything else, I think it went really good. Yeah, and obviously our last subject before obviously of the episodes, obviously looking to the future now. Obviously the next show is coming up the end of November. Um, the, the tickets, the tables going sale, not yes. Just, not not too distant future. So, like, is there anything? Obviously, we I know we briefly mentioned about potential on-site grain, even though it's probably a lot longer off than what we're hoping for. Obviously, because it's just I can only imagine the logistics behind it. But is there anything you'd like to see going forward? Obviously, it sounds like they're potentially going to make it a bigger area, so maybe using the full yeah, that room that would be. We heard Harry say that last week. So, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to, or if you was in charge of it, you'd like to like organise at the show? Oh, if I was in charge of it, it would be horrible. Like, the show wouldn't go ahead. It'd be like the Amsterdam card show. No, not firing shots, but I'm just saying. Um, no, but obviously extending, obviously everyone knows that, you know, they've got curtains. There is space for that, um, for obviously more tables. I believe you said how maybe 100 tables, 80 tables. So that's amazing. Hopefully they can split that as well. Obviously being TC June Sports, obviously not, all sport well it would have been nice all sports but obviously not all tcg or sports hopefully they don't make it into just you know like something like whatnot you know they've got their own hopefully it's actually for vendors and tables uh gives a bit more space for everyone uh i think talking about obviously on-site grain and personally i think it'll be another year or two i don't think it'll be in the in the coming months i think it'll be in the in a few years it's a bit disappointing but that's obviously going to happen um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think, yeah, I think, I think, am I looking forward to anything? Yeah, I'm obviously looking forward to the car show next time. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if everyone's going, so I don't know if I'm allowed to put that in. Um, but yeah, I know I'm just looking forward to every car show. It's obviously nice going out on the weekend, seeing your mates that you know you spoke to on Instagram, obviously picking up cars, spending all your money on wax and singles, and then, you know, potentially trying to grade them and make your money and for your PC. Yeah, no, I think everyone's, it's one then now that you, everyone recovers from the next one, and then by the time you know it, it's, even though it's three and a bit months away now, and the it, it goes, it goes really quick. Like, I remember when me and you and Lewis were walking to the station, we're like, God, London Car Show, that's it. Because obviously we only went for the one day, but like, 
that's it it's gone quick it's really it's really yeah goes like that oh yeah it's one of them that you look forward to and then it does go really quickly so yeah busy day obviously when the vip is going at half nine obviously general admin at 10 show finishes around the four o'clock mark and then you're back at six for the trade night so it's a it's a very packed day obviously it's, for us it was a bit more convenient we went up the night before so you can kind yeah. of chill a bit more you're a bit closer to the venue on the day which is really nice but yeah it was which uh, i recommend I, I do recommend that um it's obviously you know if it's obviously a bit more money obviously a bit more time you know but i really do recommend going day earlier because that's the first time i've done that and it yeah perfect yeah making experience that's what it's all about and you can exactly say, you can link up with people the night before you can just talk you can hang around but no like i would say it was a very good london card show again obviously we say thank you to harry and the team no doubt for yeah. putting on another very successful london card show um some of the best pickups i've ever made at the card show which was very good yeah for you was, yeah 10 out of 10 for you obviously there was a certain member of the top loaded podcast who was not at uh not at the card show but still managed to pick up a card so we'll let him talk about that one i think he picked up more than me yeah, he actually, he actually done all right for himself. Yeah, he's not a sun lounger. So, yeah, yeah. but no, yeah, we yeah again a massive congratulations to Harry and the team. We look forward in the coming weeks and months to hear about the news on the November show. What's going to be new, new announcements, which we're hoping to hear soon. And like yeah. I say, any new information or anything, we'll bring it to you as soon as we get it on the next episode of the podcast of when the news comes out. But like we say, Jason, um, you're going to be bringing out some content as well from the London Card Show. So, um, obviously, Pete, I would recommend people heading over to your YouTube, obviously, El Toro Cards Thank on you. YouTube and El Toro Cards on Instagram as well to see from the perspective of your eyes on through the day and then also what you picked up. Well, exactly. I think I admit, I think last card show I did record a bit more than this time. Like, speaking to obviously Dan, I know I mentioned back 10 times this podcast, but just speak to him. He, like, it is hard to film. I know a lot of people say, no, it's not. You just put your camera like that and you talk. But generally, it is hard when you're trying to make you make deals. You're trying to obviously see people, talk to people, trying to you know walk around. You got to eat, you got to drink. It's a it's a load of um things. And I think next time when I do go to London Carter, I think I'm just gonna go at all at it. Like, don't be scared, just do it. Um, but yeah, no, it is hard to film. But I'm happy I did get a few clips. Obviously, what I bought, what I sold um obviously showing some showcases obviously some of the good ones and all that but yeah that will be coming out soon um i think that'll be a trade night and the actual car show in one video uh and then obviously showing you my pickups and another one but yeah happy to do that and then obviously next car show will be yeah doing more videos yeah, like I would say, thank you yet again for uh, joining us on the Top Loader podcast. Uh, it's all right. No doubt it won't be too long until your next adventure on. And I feel we're, I feel like now you might as well, you might be able to become a co-host soon that you've, you've kind of taken over from Harry. So well, I mean, Harry owes yeah. you a few drinks at this rate, my friend. Yeah, yeah a few. Oh, he owes me a lot. No, um, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, Harry, I've, I've taken your front. No, <laughs> I would say like we'll be. Don't worry, Harry will be answering for his sins next week. So when we bring you next week's episode, we'll be talking a lot more in depth about the ongoing Panini fanatics. And oh yeah, well, I'm not getting involved in that. that. So, not getting involved in that. So join us, uh, join us next week on the Top Loader Podcast, where we talk all things card world in the last couple of weeks and new releases, ongoing legal battles, and everything in between. But like we say, thank you ever so much to the team at the Card Show for the show, but also thank you everyone who come up and spoke to myself at the show. It was a, it's an honour. Obviously, thank you as well for all the congratulation messages as well on winning podcast of the year, which is still overwhelming. But like we say, um, hope everyone out there is doing well, buying, selling, trading, all that good jazz. But most importantly, happy hobbying and good night.